She needs to get this under control. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Butterflies on the First Day of School, by Annie Silvestro, illustrated by Dream Chen, published by Union Square Kids. Butterflies on the First Day of School is an extremely long-winded read about a girl's gastrointestinal problems on her first day of school. Will this girl get over her fears and issues that come along with them, or will she be relegated to the nurse's room on her first impression of school? Well, bring some Zantax, and unfortunately, let's go back to school. The novel begins a whole month before this girl's first day of school. The girl named Rosie gets her first backpack. Sick. Let's move this thing along. We got 30 days to get through here before we even get to the point of the story. I think we found the Lawrence of Arabia of first day of school novels. It might take us four hours to get through this one, too. Rosie goes on to rub it in on her baby sister, bragging that she gets to leave the house, and she starts dancing around her like she just scored a touchdown. She's celebrating before she even started the game. It's not like she's in the fourth quarter and has this thang locked up. She has no clue how it's even going to go. That's just ignorant. So I'm guessing Rosie is the antagonist. Who would want this girl's first day to go well after this terrible display? We continue with the preparation and we get this. Quote, Rosie practiced raising her hand, writing her letters, and saying her teacher's name. She couldn't wait to start school. End quote. Practice? We talking about practice? Not a game. Practice? Boy, this buildup is long. I can't wait for school to start either. And I have to say, with all this buildup, it better be as great as she thinks it's going to be, or it'll be a total letdown. We finally get to the night before school, and of course Rosie couldn't fall asleep, and then gets a stomachache in the morning. Though, that could be from all the sugar in her chocolate chip pancakes. Who the hell gets chocolate chip pancakes before school? Talk about pampered. Get this girl ready for real life. Throw some dry ass bran cereal at her and leave her with a drop of milk and tell her to have at it. Rosie completely flips like the coward she is and begs to stay home from school. If I were her sister, I'd be dancing around her singing, Have fun at school! Don't get a disease! I'll be relaxing here eating cheese! I don't know. Something like that. Finally, the bus pulls up, and her parents, dying to get rid of her, throw her on the bus, sickness and all. Good riddance! Get out of here! On the bus, Rosie meets another girl with a flower name, called Violet. I guess those names must be popular right now. Whatever happened to strong names, like Kathy, Donna, or Cheryl? I guess it could be worse. She could be named something like Willow, or Madison, or Harper. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ron Harper was a good basketball player, and he helped the Bulls win their second three-peat 
but he doesn't need that much notoriety. While the two girls are talking, Rosie lets a couple of butterflies out of her mouth, and then gets embarrassed and covers her mouth up. Doing some deducing, one could only surmise that Rosie letting out some butterflies was actually Rosie belching in Violet's face. Providing some evidence to this, Violet even asks her if something is wrong. The girls end up being in the same class. I'll spare you from the long, drawn-out introductions between them and their teacher in circle time. If it wasn't for the minorly amusing fact that this girl may throw up or shit herself, I would have fallen asleep by now. During playing time, my assumptions are backed up with this. Quote, Then they helped Jay build a train out of blocks. From time to time, butterflies rumbled in Rosie's belly. Occasionally, one or two slipped out. But by recess, she could barely feel them anymore. End quote. If that's not Rosie tearing ass and relieving her upset stomach, then I don't know what is. What's bad, though, is she thinks no one is noticing her shitting her pants. This poor girl has a tough road ahead of her. She is going to be known as the crop duster for some time. That shit sticks with you. No pun intended. At recess, Rosie meets another girl with an upset stomach, and they let some loose together. Thankfully, they're outside. At the end of school, Rosie runs to her mom, and they embrace each other. And as they're squeezing each other tight, they both force one last butterfly out for the day. Whew, that was a long one for more reasons than one. I get what the author is going for here. I know many people who struggle with gastrointestinal issues and have a hard time relieving themselves under stress. And I'm sure many could even relate. I mean, who doesn't get nervous before something new? It's just, Annie's writing was entirely too long-winded. This whole experience could have been written in a third of the words. I dare say, it was rather boring. There was nothing exciting to keep our attention besides this girl walking around leaking on everyone. I guess I will give her credit. I've never seen gas be described as butterflies. It took an embarrassing topic and made it easier to deal with. As for Dream Cream's pictures, they were her own, that's for sure. Some of her choices and perspectives and lack of background left me wanting more, though. If you're someone who struggles keeping their butterflies in, then you might want to flip through this one. But I wouldn't waste too much time, though. There isn't much here. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 1.9. I'm turning my nose up at it, having none of it, and maybe trying it if it sits in front of me for long enough. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.